Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldron. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 977. Terry Waldron, Jamie Foxx. The man, John Tabor, running the board. You're welcome to chime in today. 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762, which is the Washington Valley Federal Credit Union text line, of which many of you have been availing yourself to uh, quite a bit over the last couple weeks. I call it. I like to think of it, JB, for the little hour as maybe a little group therapy session. Well, I hope so. Um, it's uh, we, we need a lot of therapy around here, don't we? Um, not a whole lot of high water marks right now. Well, I guess if you consider the Saints got off to a rough start in an hour or two and two, uh, Tex winning, uh, ULM's 500, first time you can say that in a while. Grambling's playing this week in, in Prairie View in the uh, State Fair Classic at the, uh, as they like to say, the iconic Cotton Bowl. It's That's a nice way of saying it's old. Okay, look, look, I, I, um, for you people going to the Cotton Bowl this weekend, I've got is somebody that lived there. Is the Cotton Bowl going to be fried? Is somebody that lived there, Jamie? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to give you a public service announcement. Is somebody that went to the State Fair. Listen to it. i, I got to go back and listen to it. I 20, missed it. I didn't want to. 20 minutes of, of really uh, – uh, so questions were answered that I've always had. Did uh, What role did Terry Saban play in Nick Saban leaving Miami? Uh, just about all of it. Uh, as I thought, uh, she was so miserable and happy. I'd heard rumors that uh, she had told Nick, look, hey, uh, I know you feel an obligation to Wayne Heisinger and Eddie Jones, but we're getting the H-E hockey stick, hockey stick out of here because uh, the kids are miserable, I'm miserable. Um, we'll see you after football season. And credit Mal Moore. Uh, Mal Moore stayed with it. Cause she credit Mal Moore. Well, she kept funneling. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. He's not. He's yeah. Mal Moore recruited Nick Saban. Mal as, as he recruited Terry Saban, and Nick came. Nick was part of the deal. The way Nick Saban ended up at LSU, excuse me, at Alabama, was Terry Saban handled it from the inside. Mal Moore handled it from the outside, and those two together ended up uh, working on. Uh, and, and we told. I mean, a lot of people told Saban when he left, "You're not going to like it down there," but he was. He couldn't pass it up. The money uh, was – now, those of you who are asking, was there ever a point that Nick Saban was going to end up back at LSU? That was an emphatic no. Not because he didn't enjoy his time at LSU. It was because Mark Emmert was no longer there. How many times uh, on this show, Jamie? That's, that was the cushion. All right, how many times have I told you – when I started coming on with a professor, mm-hmm. back during the Gremlin boycott, that was the first time I really started doing uh, – at the time, it was at ESPN 97.7. Um. How many times have I told you, anytime you see a presidential change, right. you typically see football and basketball coaches turn over. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I cannot emphasize that enough. And if you listen to Chris, who I've listened to that podcast probably seven times. Yeah. Uh, and I get something different every time I listen to it. The head coach has a relationship with the president. Right. The athletic director is for every other sport. If I'm the football coach at LSU, I have to deal with the president, and I guess who the president's right-hand guy was, who is now the AD at Texas A&M. Scott Woodward. At the time for, Scott L- Woodard. for LSU. with uh, Keep that name in mind, Scott Woodard. Please, God, go hire him. Uh, at any rate, that's who you deal with if you're, because that's who gets things done. My dad told me that when I was little. Go find out the guy that makes decisions. Deal with him. Don't deal with the underlings. Mm-hmm. Okay? All due respect, the soccer coaches need to report to the athletic director. If you're the football coach at LSU, you need to talk to the president. And he did. And, and he did, and that changed. Because a lot of presidents are weird, Jamie. And I've dealt with a bunch of them. Some presidents are very forward-thinking, like Mark Emmert. Obviously, understood the value of what football could do at LSU. Some presidents pinch pennies. They don't understand it. They know it's a necessary evil because enough of the alumni like it to give money, so they you know, give it just the minimum amount of due that but they can. A lot can. of them treat it as they wish it would go away. A lot of them hate it because they don't understand it. And a they're, lot of the faculty hate they're, it. They're, oh, all the faculty hate it, yeah. except when they look at their nice new offices and buildings and realize, yeah, that's getting paid for by the by the football and basketball. Um, well, LSU started, I think, the trend of giving back to the academic side of the university started under Mark Emmert. Yeah, my, look, Mark Emmert, uh, people can say what they want. That guy was dynamite for LSU at a time they needed it. Uh, the Curly Hallman era, the uh, even the DiNardo era. And DiNardo did some good things at LSU. He did. Now, bring the magic back guy. I was at Southeastern when he was there. Couldn't sustain it because LSU had arguably had among the worst facilities in the country, in the SEC, rather. Uh, the recruiting base was so-so. I mean, they didn't do a, a very good job recruiting it. Uh, the decision-making was awful. The decision-making at LSU administratively, you have way too much, you know, kind of like now, you got way too much Board of Supervisors interference. Correct. Uh, we saw that with the Les Miles debacle. Mm-hmm. All those things together, is it really that attractive of a job? Um, the answer is apparently not because the only guy you could get that really wanted it that really wanted it, Jamie, was Orgeron, who they literally could have given a contract for Johnny's Pizza to. We're going to give you Johnny's three times a week. That's your buyout for life. Yeah. Now, we don't have a, uh, you know, and, of course, according to Chris Landry, they, you know, who would, who knows, who's been involved in a lot of hiring processes uh, for coaches, uh, or at least on the permanent uh, consultant role. Apparently, there's a current top 25 coach. Top 10 coach. Top 10 coach, thanks. Uh, And it wasn't Jimbo Fisher, and it wasn't Tom Herman, who was actively campaigning for that job, who, you know, through his channels was trying to get an interview. This is what's discouraging. Joe Oliva didn't even reach out to him, didn't even call him or his agent or whatever. His agent was the same guy as Les Miles' agent, Jamie. George Bass. And so Joe Oliva didn't even make a phone call to George to, to, to even gauge his interest. Because, he was played by him, Jamie. Yes. Joe Oliva got played by, by George Bass and Les Miles a couple times, good, bad, or indifferent. And so he's certainly not going to go back to that same well again. I can't blame Joe Oliva for that. What I can blame Joe Oliva for is not having a backup plan. That's what I blame. Or not one, not two, not three, nothing. Well, Joe Lee was the same one that got you Ted Roof at Georgia Tech when he was, uh, you know, it's just, uh, excuse me, at Duke. 
excuse me, uh, Ted Rufus was at Georgia Tech and Auburn. But uh, that's who he hired at Duke. And um, now you get rid of Joe Oliva, and then you bring in somebody like a David Cutcliffe, and now you see Duke, who will never be a world-beater in football, pretty darn competitive uh, in the ACC, which is all you can ask for at Duke in football. Um, folks, it, it it is without a doubt. You can You can bring in – you know, the good Lord himself right now at LSU, and you're not going to have any sustained success as long as the guy in the athletic director's chair is still there. Um, I think everybody, you know, and now why, you know, honestly, look at, as Terry brought out yesterday, look at some of the hires in basketball. You got Paul Maneri flirting with Texas because he couldn't just get maybe a batting cage or something. I don't know. No, it was an administrative assistant that breaks yeah. stuff. Uh, right. Minimal things. Video coordinator. That or you assume. Yeah. You know, we all assume LSU has piles of money, yeah. and they do with respect to everybody else in the state of Louisiana. Right. They don't have piles of money with respect to other teams that they have been uh, competing against. And you can look at the statistics of that, of how much money they generate. Uh, how much money that they uh, that they spend? I mean, you can you, all those things are very, very available. Uh, I think they're probably dwarfed by Alabama, Florida, Georgia, A and M for sure, Tennessee probably. Yep, a lot bigger states. Um, Auburn. A uh, couple couple guys texting this. Let me go. Auburn's ahead. got some bucks. Ryan and Richie and uh, Bill. Uh, the mystery coach that Oliva ignored. My guess is, and it's an educated guess at that. Uh, it's either James Franklin. Or it is uh, Gary Patterson at TCU. My money would be on Gary Patterson. Because uh, Gary Patterson at TCU, I think Gary Patterson has done about all he can do at TCU. Well, I think he saw it as an opportunity to maybe not that, you know, it's coaching at TCU and in Texas is a is a blessing and a curse at the same time. It's a blessing because you've got all the talent around you. The curse is who you have to go up against to try to secure it for your school. You're third best at TCU. At best, you're third yeah. best in the state of I Texas. Mean, now, and if, if, if it ever gets turned around at Baylor, you've got another player in the game. Um, but, see, again, goes back to they had the same agent, and Les doesn't have him anymore, by the way. George Bass from Dallas represented both uh, Les Miles, and I think he still represents Gary Patterson. And so a lot of this, Jamie, is relationships you have with the agents and things. If Joe Oliva felt like he was duped, and Joe Oliva is the guy, I guarantee you he's this guy. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. You ever been around people like that? Promise you. He's the smartest guy in the room. 30, 27 years in corporate America. I dealt with a lot of He's the smartest guy in the room, and he's gotten played a couple times. Uh, When I listened to uh, Chris Landry, when he talked about how Joe Oliva really felt used by Les Miles and, and Bass the last time to lock in that contract for, and it makes more sense on John Chavis now, doesn't it? Why they wouldn't give him that contract, because this was his way of going, you know what, I'm going to run this and I'm going to get my own guy in here. And, and your own guy was Orgeron? Really? That was the only guy you could come up with? And again, if you fault Joel Lever for anything, uh, fault him for never having a backup plan. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's uh, – and, and and it's it's okay to whiff once, but, I mean, this happened twice. I mean, the, the length – if you consider the length of time that – that they gave less the reprieve and all those summer months that he had a chance to do background work on people again, never reaching out to people who showed an interest in the job because you were so cocksure you were going to get Jimbo Fisher. 
Who you uh, think Jimbo Fisher's still angry that they didn't give it to him the first time? Uh, you know what? And, and Joe didn't even think about that. I'm sure because I'm Joe Oliva. I'm the ex Duke AD. Everybody wants to work for me. Nobody wants to work for you. That's the problem. The only person who hasn't figured that out yet is Joe Oliva. Um, you know. LSU, do what Nebraska did. And that's what a lot of people are talking about right uh, yeah, now. I mean, that, make that, the change now. Make the change now. This guy is a is. – I'm telling you, and I text Aaron and Jake this morning. I really believe this. This guy – we're getting ready to take a break here. I think this athletic director will go down is the worst thing in LSU football history, worse than Carly Hallman, worse than Archer. I, I think his, repercu- his long-lasting repercussions of LSU football – uh, people, you've seen the high water mark. It is well, going to be seven to eight years before LSU is back where they were four or five. And I, I hope I'm wrong. Please, please tell me I'm wrong. I don't think I am. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. We are late for a break. This segment is sponsored by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie and I will be back. We will break down the Florida game. Your text to 888 uh, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. We we return on Sports Talk ninety seven seven. New car sales have been incredible at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. That means they're now loaded with trade-ins. A good inventory, over 50 clean late model pre-owned cars and trucks, all in one convenient location. Chances are they've got just the right one to fit your budget, with many priced under 10000 and most qualify for the easy buy-here-pay-here plan. Check their inventory and find what you like best at jmallardford.com. J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Starlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Hi, Kevin from High Tech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. Washtenaw Valley, making good things happen. If you want a credit union that works as hard as you do, if you want the very best people looking out for you. Washtenaw Valley, making good things happen. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. 
Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. We're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Jamie Foxx, the smarter of the Foxx uh, clan. I don't know about that. Well, you got a low bar for competition. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, and I, I, I was based not making his, based on his collegiate GPA. I would say uh, it was uh, it was touch and go. I, I was not making a height reference, so don't no. be offended. Well, that by the, the way, the bar's low, Jamie. Before <laughs> before before, let's, let's we'll we'll get back into. Uh, I was short, Jamie. You know that? Yeah, you grew. Yeah, when I was seven. <laughs> yeah, well, I that's that was pretty much my high point. Um, Jose Altuve. Say that again. Jose Altuve, the second baseman of the Houston Astros, hit three dingers last night, and I don't know how many RBIs. But uh, yes, Boston, huh? Your Houston Astros, my Houston Astros. I'm not an Astro. I am five now. Point five. Foot six inch. That's exactly. I hope they may have me by half an inch. What are you but, wearing heels today? Uh, anyway, five six, commendable. So yeah, I'm just trying to. I'm just saying out there, we're loaded with power. In case you're wondering, ladies. Hey, I'm pulling for the Astros. Yeah, but, I do too. Because they're they're cl- the closest thing. I liked them when I was a kid. I'm more of a Rangers fan, but hey. I'm, I'm equal opportunity. I'm a bandwagon guy. Can I be? I saw I was a bandwagon Cubs guy last year. Tabor let me get on that bandwagon. I'm gonna be a bandwagon Astros guy now. Well, yeah. I mean the Cubs. Uh, I think they uh, crank it up here real soon. So, you know, maybe the Cubs can get back. Yeah, maybe. Who says? Maybe. Uh, Richie says, "Hey, Patterson or Franklin? <laughs> how does how does this dude still have a job? I had to edit a little bit. What an idiot." Uh, son Joe will leave his mother. Uh, well, no, we don't know that. For we I don't know that. That's speculation on my part. I would tell you I've heard that before. I think it was. I think uh, I thought for a while Stoops was in the mix. Um, Maybe you know. And you Bob know, Stoops came out the other day and said, "I'm not going to coach again." How many times we've we heard that from people? I'm not going to coach again until I do. You talk well, about setting the world on fire. I think he just got tired at Oklahoma. You get him at LSU. Bob Stoops at LSU. I mean, and everybody's going to, you know, I got 30 texts the other day. I put it like a little smug remark on social media. Like, yep, LSU's been waiting on John Gruden. Now's the time. I like 10 people like, yeah, man, we're going to get Gruden. You're not going to get John Gruden. And I'm going to, uh, and Cindy Crawford's going to leave her husband for me. Yes. It's not going to, how many times does John Gruden's (laughs) name get tossed into, you know, it's Jimbo Fisher. We were Jimbo. That's what Joe Oliva thought. Jimbo is going to come for $500. And he's going to forego his $7 million a year contract at Florida State to come work for Joe Oliva and to work for King Alexander, who have been nothing short of a debacle. What people, some people get, some people don't. And I think Chris Landry, if you listen to that stuff, now he does a lot of self-promotion. Chris is very proud of Chris, and, and rightfully so. People make decisions on people. You know, Nick Saban, I guarantee he has a great relationship with, with the president of Alabama. Got to have. Uh, Les Miles, again, he inherited the president. He inherited uh, the athletic director. So, you know you know what? Uh, what's well, but but Orson, again, the criminal, the criminality out of this, Jamie, on Joe Oliva, is to get Ed Orgeron a $12 million buyout. Nobody in America, and, and I'm not talking bad about the man. I'm just speaking. It'd be like me. Nobody's going to give me a $12 million buyout because – 
Nobody else really wants you that's going to pay that kind of money. Isn't it amazing you went from somebody – This, I mean, you've got the Alpha and the Omega in LSU ADs. You've got Joe Dean who thinks he can get Nick Saban for nine twenty five, And probably would have. And probably would have, and, and, and Emmert going, look, let's do this right. But it's the difference between – that's mindset. It is a it's mindset. It's the difference between pinching pennies, which LSU had to do, and growth. You know, athletics, specifically football and basketball, are the front door to your university. Look at what's happened to Alabama in the last 10 to 12 years. Oh, my god! They went up, like, what, 65% on student enrollment? Yeah, but I, I, I knew the guy that was ahead. Do you think that's because they have a good gymnastics team? No, he told me we're going, we're going nationwide. And you see and Alabama. Alabama. You're getting kids from, from California to Alaska to everywhere at Alabama because that was a mindset they decided to go to. And guess what it was driven by? Football. Football is the front door, the front porch to your university. Right, wrong, But you've got to invest in it. And they do. But, you know, LSU at the time, I'm sure Mark Emmert, they didn't have that much money, but he saw a vision. He, he articulated that vision. He put Nick Saban in place to do that. And, and the rest was history. And ever since then, it's been playing catch-up and your nickel and diamond stuff. You know, the spin that the, we had with Oliva uh, was that, well, you know, the head coach really doesn't matter. It's the, it's the coordinators that matter. Well, if you read all the stuff coming out of there this week, there's an incredible disconnect between the coordinators and the head coach and the athletic director. And, and by this time, God knows how many board of trustee members are involved. They're going to be taking votes and call down on what play to run. There's an incredible disconnect. You watch that team, Jamie. All right? I watch LSU play. And when I see them play, I look at the line play. And, and, I, and I've seen this all year. They their the defensive line is awful. When yeah, have you seen? And I know well we lost all the offense. Irrespective, they're soft. They've been pushed around, and by definition of soft, soft by LSU standards. You know we're used to having the defensive Gabe Northern and all those cats that went to the NFL that are very physical. Uh, what did they? What Troy got over two hundred yards rushing, I think. Um, well, here I mean, before we could all. And I think that is the thing that's most disturbing, and even I think to Coach Orgeron is, you know, as he said, this is not LSU football. They're being dominated at the line of scrimmage. Uh, you hired a defensive line coach as your head coach, Jamie. Well, but but Terry, if you if you look back, and you know this better than anybody, and again, I don't mean to, because Les Miles isn't here to defend himself. And I, God knows I, I love the guy. I wish he was still the head coach in some respects. But it just, it was, it, you know, you can make the argument it was time for a change. Okay, is that the change you wanted? Les was a little inflexible on some stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's like having a, a white. Had, hang on. He and Mark Emmert didn't get along. You know, he kind of just gave him lip service. But you started seeing attrition, not just talking Mark about. Mark Emmert was gone, Jamie. I'm, not ta- I'm talking about when Les was head coach. The last three to four years, you started seeing oh, yeah. attrition, okay. attrition, and and everybody said, "This is what I love when LSU fans." Well, we've got eighteen five stars, you know, nineteen four stars, twenty three three. I mean, there's no excuse for this. And what makes you any different than Texas A and M that's got the same thing? And on top of that, go back and tell me how many of all those stars you want to put behind the name. How many are still on the roster? <laughs> I bet you a hell of a lot less. Than 25, which is what you can sign anywhere from 25 to 28, depending on JUCOs, that you can bring into a recruiting class. The numbers aren't there, people. 
Plain and simple. 11 offensive scholarship linemen, about the same on defense. I'm not saying they're not good players. There ain't enough of them. And they're not, they're not precipitously better than anybody else. You don't have, what was it, the stat they brought out? 12, only 12 players are left out of the 13 class or something like that, the senior class. You can't have that kind of attrition. And I'm not just talking about guys that went to the NFL. You can't really stop that. And you can look, and yeah, you can make the argument, well, there's talent there because we've got 92 people in the 50-something in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Opening day, right? Yes. Yes, and you've lost six years in a row to Alabama. By the way. In counting. By the way, with a lot of Louisiana players wearing the crimson. Do you blame them? I mean, the ones that make Do you the, blame them? I'm not saying every player, but the one, there's some, there's some, can we make, can we have an argument about, oh, I don't know, Eddie Lacy. Do you blame them? Difference. No, I don't blame them. No, because whatever it was, we couldn't, whether it whether it's Les or Ed Orgeron, they can't apparently present a vision that that it's that's a winning situation. And Ed, you know, you know, Nick Saban can come into a kid's home and all he has to do is on his left hand he walks in there with five rings and says, you know, I prepare you for the NFL better than everybody else. And guess what? He's got a track record. He's got carte blanche. At Bama, he's got as much power there, if not more, than he had with Mark Emmert at LSU. Hell, he's more powerful than the governor. Tony has a good question. How does Alabama avoid attrition by recruiting? They have players stacked on top of players, stacked on top of players. There's nobody else in the country. Clemson's the only one that's even close. How do they avoid it, too, is they also recruit over them? Yeah. They bring in kids better than the ones, even though the kids were highly you got a kid leaving to the NFL because the player behind him in Alabama is better. Generally, if a kid leaves Alabama, it's for one of two reasons. Injury or somebody's better than him. They knew that yeah. their playing time was going to be limited, and Coach Saban's very good at helping kids find other places Guys, to go. Here, here, that's, a, that's a feather in his cap. Here's he, what people don't know. get about Alabama. All right? The Alabama, kids don't see it when they're being recruited. No, Alabama is like John Wooden and UCLA back in the day when they were winning everything. Mm-hmm. That, they're an anomaly. Alabama is not normal. Alabama, you're not going to see another Alabama for quite a while, if ever. And most rational Alabama fans realize that. They realize this is the heyday. They knew when they had it with Bear Bryant. Tony, was, they ding, were in rare air, and, and now they are too. Tony, ding, ding again. Hey, Bama sucked when Saban got there. So did LSU. He put bro, both programs back on the map. True. What's the common denominator here? He had support from the very top. Mm-hmm. He had people willing to do what they had to do. To get that done, and what I say, willing to do facilities. Well, let's let's. I'm glad you brought that up, Terry, because that was brought up in Chris Landry's. Uh, if you want to think who who really helped bring Nick Saban to Alabama, excuse me, LSU, Bill Arnsparger. Yes, because it was being talked about. Why would you know? Because because Nick Saban continually asked, "Why aren't they winning? Why aren't they winning? What's wrong? What's the deal?" Chris Landry had to say, well, it's, you know, it's, as you said, support. The Board of Supervisors is too heavily involved. Get out of the way, Board of Supervisors. Uh, Get out of the way, Athletic Director. Get out of the way. Let me deal with the President. For all the great things Joe Dean may have done as far as pinching pennies, he put them behind about 10 to 15 years in facilities. So, what did Chris Landry bring out? Okay, not only Nick Saban went in there with the plan and says, you know, we're going to need an academic center, we're going to need a new football office, uh, facilities, I mean, like three or four upgrades that Nick had to have before he took the job. Mark Emmert said yes to every one of them. And guess what? It happened. Now you got a guy 
that won't even give the baseball coach a video coordinator. Which is probably 50 grand out of this, you know. And it takes three years to get one. And flirtation with Texas for Joe to, you know, okay, all right, fine. That's why you got to have a change, people. That's why. You can't. You had a guy like Mark Emmert who, as Terry said, had a vision. Who Nick Saban could pick up the phone and said, they're on my butt about long-distance phone calls. Emmert says, I'll take care of it. And you're, he did. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, we come back. We'll break the Florida game down. We'll do a little uh, Cam Newton update. Uh, all that stuff's just out of control. And anyway, speaking of somebody that's not out of control, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specialized in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the man for you. Don't delay. Call him today, 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back on momento, Sports Talk 97.7. Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. Louisiana One Call. This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge, and Ram Power Days bring huge incentives and 0% financing, but it's not just on Ram trucks. Save 10000 off MSRP on 17 Ram 2500 Crew Laramie. 17 Grand Caravan is only $19.9. 17 Journey Crossroad is only $22.9. 17 Challenger with leather is only $25.9. And the all-new 17 Pacifica Touring L is only $38.6. We're selling down the 17, so don't miss these great deals this month at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Bayou Independent Wrestling is back at the West Monroe Convention Center. It's home sweet home with Bayou Independent Wrestling. It's brought to you by Cassidy Insurance Company, WestMonroeSportsReport.com, Coldwell Banker Group 1, Rockwood of 6, New Country 92.3 The Wolf, and Sports Talk 97.7. Sunday, October 15th, the bell rings at 3 o'clock. It's six huge matches on tap, including a ladies match with Machinko San taking on Simply Luscious. Then the main event with Vornell Walker battling it out with former WWE star Rodney Mack. For a championship title match. Advanced tickets are just $10 and $15 at the door. Bayou Independent Wrestling is sponsored by Bob Allen Dojo, Silvernest Recovery Homes, Professional Land Surveying, Iron Cactus, Sharon Oaksley Realtor, Sandra Fontenot Estates, Frog Sweet Market, Mel's Towing, El Chili Verde, and Southern Fire and Safety. Get your tickets now at the West Monroe Convention Center or Coldwell Banker Group 1 in West Monroe. Or call 355-1301. That's 355-1301. It's home sweet home with Bayou Independent Wrestling. Put the power and comfort of Lincoln in your hands with spectacular deals from J. Mallard Ford Lincoln. Get 4,000 customer cash back on new 2017 Navigators plus 0% financing for 72 months with approved credit. And that's in addition to the big J. Mallard discounts. Or see their selection of certified pre-owned Lincolns with factory warranties up to 100,000 miles. Your Lincoln is waiting at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. Visit jmallardford.com. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. Don't miss out on huge savings as we celebrate our 40th birthday. Wow, 40 years since my dad founded our company. Prices have never been better during our celebration. See us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City for your new home. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7 as our equipment goes flying. Don't worry about it, Jamie. 
Uh, I'm and, always the shortest. Yeah. I'm closer to the floor than anybody. That's that's pretty much everywhere. Yeah, your ear is to the ground, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're welcome to text in 888-993-7762, which is the Washington Valley Federal Credit Union text line. I gotta, I, every time you make fun of my height, I'm just going to say one thing. You're offended? No, Jose Altuve. Jose, every time you make fun of my height, I'm just going to go, Jose Altuve, three home runs. Well, I thought you were going to. Three dingers. I thought you were. I haven't hit a home run in anything, but. Jose Altuve has, who's five six. And, you did. Mike. It just cost you three hundred dollars. Yeah, well, that was a grand slam in my book. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hey, That's you got to go to the fair. Cost to go to the fair, Jamie. Uh, well, you know, it pay, it, it, if you're going to make the ride, you got to pay to get on the rides, right? All right. So Cam Newton is now tearfully apologizing. Poor Cam. For uh, oh my God, the, the Jordan Rodrigue. Who knew Dan and Yogurt could could Dan and Yogurt? I think Gatorade is upset now. Uh, <laughs> Did yeah. you ever think you'd be here defending Cam Newton? I have no problem with Cam Newton. I don't. I mean, I, you know, I don't. I'm not a hater of Cam Newton. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really like the Falcons uh, simply because I've been a Saints fan growing up. I, I'm, I'm not a diehard like into it like Sean and you guys. No. I just I really don't like the Falcons. Never really have. Uh, Carolina, I'm sort of indifferent toward. To be honest, I, eh. well. Eh. Cam Newton's had some, you know, he did a lot of great things at Auburn that one year and then, you know, got a little rough. You know, his story is well chronicled. I just th- I just come back to this. This is, for those who may try to make this anything other than what it is, I, I just think he, I don't think, and, and unfortunately you can't, I, I honestly don't believe Cam Newton was trying to be malicious when oh he did that. He wasn't no. trying, I mean, I think he was, he was, now he may not have given it, and John says, well, you got to be smarter and, you know, I'm sorry. You, you got to consider. Again, it, Cam Newton has a little bit of a body of work behind him too, as far as charitable things, as whatever. Uh, you know, I don't do. I think he's a saint. No, but he has done. I would say on the on the, you know, if you want to do a scale of one to, two, I'd say he's done more good than bad, and I think his heart was in the right. I don't think he. I don't think that was a malicious comment on his part. Also, it's come out that Miss Jordan Rodrigue, who is, you know, the one that got so exercised over this and and, and it's probably PO'd that the view hasn't called her or anybody else or is not handing money to her hand over fist, uh, had a little trouble of her own. Because when you do this, people are gonna do some background work on you. And Miss Rodrigue it was discovered had about 40 or so texts with her dad back then that had some racist overtones to them. And now Goodbye, she's meet kettle. Now she's having to apologize, which nobody would have said a word about had she not gotten so saw tried to be an opportunist at Cam Newton's expense. Imagine somebody taking advantage of somebody who makes a lot of money. She'll be on MSNBC in another week with her own television. You know what? Show. You, you you know karma always collects. And it takes a while sometimes. Sometimes it does, but karma always collects. And I think, in this case, Mr. Rodriguez. And I listen. I'm not just blaming, not just her, but just the way Dan and Yogurt and all these people have just gotten so exercised over this thing. Folks, mistakes are made. God knows if if we didn't have a loving God who believed in second, third, and sometimes 19 chances, I wouldn't be here. And a lot of other people. I am full of sin <laughs> and do it every day unintentionally and whatever 
Jamie, some but of fortunately, it's, we got people, some of it's intentional. Pump, some of it is. I have to admit sometimes. But we got people. I know there's people. Believe me, believe me. I know when I was sick that apparently people took me enough the wrong way to be praying for me, and knew what because they took the time to know me and to know my heart and. If they, went, if they went in the hospital room, they knew a lot more of you than that. Yeah, well, and, I, and those of you that did see me in full regalia, I, I deeply apologize. I really just didn't care. That didn't haunts know. my dreams at night, it, it, it haunts my daughter-in-laws and a lot of people. <laughs> a lot about a lot about got to see me the full Monty, and I didn't didn't intentionally do that to those of you who did visit me, and I do deeply apologize. But anyway, maybe I gave you a laugh or two. Um, but that's how we. I think we look at this. We cannot... I think the, the key is you can't get so serious about it. And, you know, Sean, you, in this day and age, you got to be smarter. Well, maybe so. Maybe also this day and age needs to lighten up a little bit. Could be. Look at, look at I mean, you go back to the days of, I mean, and everybody goes, okay, here you go. The, what, what does Sean call us, Old Man Rivers? Go back to the days of the, you go watch a Johnny Carson night or, or something like that. People made fun of each other. I mean, Don Rickles, for God's sake. I mean, look what he did. I've seen comedians nowadays who say things that make me blush, and but that's okay. Uh, the double standards are huge, and this has nothing to do with Cam Newton's race or who he plays for or anything. It's just people need to lighten up. I don't think this was a malicious statement on his part. Was it? Could it be construed that way? Sure, if you're looking for it. If you're looking for it, yeah, it, it just wasn't, it's kind of, you know, it's like somebody saying, gee, I didn't expect a little short guy like that to be able to hit three home runs. Well, I'm offended. The fact that he's 5'6", shouldn't have anything to do, I was just, he's just doing his job. No, Jose Altuve is short like I am. He just happens to be much more talented than I am. My talents lie elsewhere, Terry, as you know. But this is where we are, where we are today in society because Everybody takes things too seriously, and they get exercised over, you know, I use, I love the expression a guy taught me, a friend of mine in Birmingham taught me, he said, we swallow camels and choke on gnats. Indeed. That's what we're doing with Camden. We are swallowing camels and choking on gnats. Well, did gnats. you see Terrell Pryor flipping off the crowd? You see that one? Yes, not a good look, Terrell, but he did. Well, you, uh, heard, the, you heard the justification for it. Uh, they were calling him some racial taunt, right? Yes. Uh, uh, how often can you go to that well? Like the guy in, the, in Baltimore and so forth. Um, yeah, and those should, if those are, you know, those things should not be said. There's no question about it. But, you know, it's like me, well, I was drunk. Non, non-excuse if you, if you involve somebody, somebody else in a wreck. Or I was, you know, don't do it. The guy, Troy, the, the guy that was flipping off the LSU fans, the player. Now, that's the emotions of an 18, 19-year-old. still not right to do. To his credit, he came out and apologized. But, you know, you have to realize there's people that pay money to watch you play. And you got to think about things like that before you do it. But, by the grace of God, you know, I do ex- you know, sometimes people do a lot of things we do out of emotion. I mean, it takes emotion for me to come up here every day and deal with you, but I do, right? You do. And you deal with me and 
probably it's very emotional for you. They pay me well. There's a couple texts out here. Dwayne and Homer says you're not short. You're vertically challenged. That's a good night. Thank you, Dwayne. I, uh, yep. Yeah, uh, Christmas card. Wait, did, did Dwayne leave his address? I need to send him a Christmas card. Uh, Rich says it's nice to know that females talking about rights is funny to me. Holds just as much weight as saying get back in the kitchen where you belong and make me a sandwich. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, nobody's nobody's advocating that, but, I mean, come on. Daryl here has a great point. We're talking about LSU. We're going to finish up with LSU and do some predictions for this weekend on our last segment. Daryl said, look, I agree with what you're saying about LSU, but when you have a family member or friend that's fallen on hard times, you don't leave, forsake them. Um, Very good point. uh, Or put your foot on them or push them down further. You try to encourage them. If the kids hear all the negative talk, they will not go to LSU, says Daryl. Here's the problem with your recruiting cycles. Les Miles, and you know, and I think they talked about that the other day with uh, Felipe Franks. When Jim McElwain gets the job, he goes, hey, I want you to be my quarterback in Florida. I know you've been committed to LSU, but why are you going to go somewhere where they're going to fire the coach? Yep. That doubt's all you need. And you know what? Jim McElwain was right. Jamie, Jim McElwain was right. God, I hate saying that. I do too. And But, I mean, that's what you had to – and for those of, you know, LSU fans, oh, everybody does it. Well, then, then don't do it. You know, that – it, LSU has hurt themselves so many over the years, the Tiger rants, the Tiger droppings, all this kind of stuff, which I admit I do peruse every once in a while, just to see. And I think to myself, you know, how do they get anybody? Because the minute, you know, it's typical. Uh, I had a running joke with my Alabama fans. If somebody didn't choose Alabama, they, their immediate response back to me was, well, we really didn't want him. Guess what? They got somebody else just as good from Michigan or somewhere else. I had else. that same philosophy yeah. when I asked a girl out for a date back in the day I when really I was single, and she wouldn't go. What well, a philosophy was. She must have. She must be alternative lifestyle. Because well, <laughs> she won't go out with me. Mine would be, is your sister available? It, um, it, it made me feel better. Is your sister available? I mean, it's just LSU has a lot of these wounds are self-inflicted. They always have been. And they all, yeah, it's a very good point. And there's too much Board of Supervisors interference I'm. I truly believe. Right, wrong. This is your. Right now, everybody needs to get. You know, I know it's wrong, but I mean, the money is what it is. Uh, I'd like to see Coach Orgeron based not only because I do believe in second chances, but I'd love to see him be able to outrun the Ole Miss debacle, which continues to haunt him. He deserves a chance to at least try to turn it around. Does he? And. Uh, yeah, I think he does. Okay. I really do. Uh, do I? Would they have been my first choice? No. But you know what needs to happen before Ed Orgeron is let go. Yeah, we'll see. And, you know, who knows what will happen. You listen to Sports Talk 97.7. This segment is sponsored by our friends at Spondavelle. Pamper the special people in your life. God knows if you're an LSU fan, uh, go get them a spa treatment. They're going to need it. I would try to coordinate it during the LSU game. Uh, that way, they might be a little bit more relaxed. Uh, it's a two thirty. It's an afternoon game. Yeah, so you so might want to go afterwards, or yeah. no, they close it. Uh, go, go early. Go early. Yeah. Stay late. Three one eight eight zero seven. Spinevale, Lemmy Lane, and Monroe, folks. Back in a minute. Maybe. Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real and afford. Save big money on a car or truck. Friendly.
friendly service, folks you can trust. We put good people behind the wheel. Jim Taylor Ford, we're making it real. Hey, Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor, he can make it real. Get it real, Jim Taylor deal at Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln in Ruston. Washita Valley, making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley, making good things happen. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call one 800 Three four five six six four four. When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. Welcome back, Sports Talk 97.7. Wow, covered that one, didn't I? Outstanding. <laughs> That's when you, I, I got, it's like a, a, a quarterback throwing the football. Man, I wish I could get that That's back. That's why we go on the air con- completely sober every I, morning. I didn't pull, I, I was able to pull that one back. Sports Talk 97.7. The Edge, the uh, conclusion of the Friday show. Uh, a couple texts out there. You guys are welcome as well to uh, to reach out to us. 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, Hogan says, hey, you guys are, are, that was well put. You're right. People need to lighten up. You hit the nail on the head. Well said. Appreciate that, Hogan. I think that was your take on Orgeron. I'll give you my personal opinion. I don't care if you like him or if you don't like him. I think you're stuck with him for a while. Folks, this is like Survivor and you're on the island. Hey, it's a year or two before somebody's coming to save you. Well, you know, 
you've mentioned the money investment, I mean, and what the buyout is and so forth. And right now, I'd love to see him have the opportunity to be successful. He's Will he be? The opportunity. Will he be? I don't know. Uh, you know, now you got to worry about if there really is a rift between the coordinators. If, if you know, there's they're not on the same page, then you got to worry about obviously them leaving in the off season. Uh, right now, you've had about the biggest lately is Kelvin Joseph from Scotlandville decommitting. Now, of course, he's still you know supposed, but that's that's the kind of doubt you start putting in recruits' heads. You know, you may get him back, you may not. Do you know how easy it is to recruit uh, against LSU right now? Very. Look, the guy's not going to be there. Look, I was on both sides of it. I made a living out of get out of recruiting kids. They would call us from Division One programs where the coach just got fired or left to take another job, and they're having to deal with somebody coming in. And they didn't, know, want, they didn't want to start they over. They didn't want to start over. No. Uh, with us, we were the, the the last two years of JUCO, so we had a ton of Division One transfers. Sort of the same thing here in the fact that, uh, and, and Richie says, hey, probably the best deal is to let Orgeron and Oliva sync together. That way you get you a new AD, let him, like, run the stuff with the coach. Folks, learn one thing from, uh, what was our guy's name? Um, Chris Landry. Chris Landry. Mm-hmm. This is the way it works at most schools that, that actually do it correctly. It doesn't matter the level. It could be Division three. doesn't matter the level. The president and the head coach, be it basketball or football, that's who hires the coach. Right. The athletic director is the gatekeeper who is sort of the handler. Mm-hmm. Athletic director, you guys go deal with baseball and soccer and everything else, but the head coach in football, especially in this state, and in basketball to a lesser extent in this state, but still, has got to deal with, that, with the president. So... Do you get a new president? Do you get a new chancellor? How does that work? The board of trustees, we know how powerful they are mm-hmm. at LSU. Uh, they're looking bad again. They look bad with the Les Miles debacle. Do you hang all this on Joe Oliva and say, look, what, what an idiot that he ran all that? Yeah, I think you can. But I think you, um, I think you look at what's happened with Nebraska. Nebraska bailed on that. What do you think the football coach's life is like in Nebraska today? Mike they Riley. just fired the guy that hired him. Sean Eichhardt is the uh, AD you're referring to. Was the AD. Uh, right, was the AD. And Nebraska didn't didn't hang around too long. They they made a, a decision after about the fourth or fifth game of the season that Sean Eichhardt made a bad decision. Although Mike Riley had a, a good track record at Oregon State. Was very successful there. Uh, again, Oregon State relatively speaking is you know in the pack 12 has been irrelevant for years until he got there and they managed to kind of turn around a corvallis native uh and they did fairly well he parlayed that into the nebraska job and now that's not look like uh, nebraska is not tom osborne's nebraska anymore but uh bo pelini had some success there he rubbed people the wrong way they got rid of him i don't know what role sean eichhart played in that all i can tell you is he's now Sean Eichhart was the first blow. I think if you're LSU and if you're, you know, if you see, I, I think even without getting rid of Orgeron right now, I think you need, there's, there's, there's a track record here. $21 million. You're not getting rid of Orgeron right now. At Duke and at LSU. Unless. Unless what? Unless. Cause. Do they set him up? Hugh Freeze. Do they set him up 
to get rid of him. That's that's your out. I'm not suggesting well, that, that would, could ever happen in the history of the world, but I'm just telling you, that's your out. With Orgeron? Yep. Well, it would be poetic justice if it did to Oliva because of what happened to Duke. Oliva's gone, folks. Joe Oliva is, is dead man walking. Yeah, but, you know, what do they owe him? Not much. He makes nine. So I think like 1.2. So, I mean, chump change. Relative to twenty-one, I just said a million dollars is chump. Yeah, now keep in mind relative to twenty-one billion. Before we get to our picks, real quick, let's let's redo the numbers real quick, Terry. I mean, you you still owe less, uh, like nine hundred hundred thirty-three a month yeah, thousand. It's like nine and a half million. You still owe like less nine and a half. You still owe or less than that, about eight million. You owe leave. It's twenty-one million to, to if you're going to get rid of uh, if you get rid of Orgeron after this year, for not for cause, just because we don't want him to coach anymore. Is $21 million. Now, could the Tiger Athletic Foundation raise that? Yes. Yeah, you probably got, you know, yeah, you could raise that. Is that the best expenditure of your money? And uh, then what's left over to hire a new coach after but that? But, Jamie, right? here's the deal. Every year that you continue on this death, look, Orgeron, is, especially if he gets beat uh, Friday or Saturday, and I'm not a fire the coach guy ever. Well, rarely. It's just a death spiral, man. That's what you're in. You're in a de- you're not coming out of the death spiral. Is you know they go down and beat Florida. Hey, everything's great. They're gonna lose today. Oh, let's fire him. It's a death spiral. He knows it. Recruiting is limited because of that death spiral. There's a toxicity around it. All right, let me let me throw a different a little bit of a twist of that. You got seven games left. You go three and four. You finish six and six. You go to a bowl. Okay, can you fire a guy for that? You fire a guy. They fired a guy that went nine and three the year before. Yes, this is LSU we're talking about. This is Joe Oliva. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, Joe's not going to fire Ed Orgeron for going six and six. Joe ain't going to fire anybody. No. Joe, Joe's firing days are over. Well, it should be. Joe, Joe, Joe's firing days are gone. You know, it's like uh, the Wade guy that they hired in basketball. Apparently, and he's he's killing it in recruiting so far. But apparently there were, and I'm hearing this through the grapevine, there were a bunch of promises that were made to him about facilities and upgrades and things of that nature that don't look like they're going to happen. So odds are he's going to have a new athletic director. You think he's going to parlay that into saying, okay, let me get out of here and go somewhere else where it actually matters? I think that's a possibility. And so you got that ship right now is is rudderless. If you're having athletic director meetings with your head coach and your two coordinators, you got, and then we're having player meetings that are called. And they can't decide who calls the meetings. This is a, a team in disarray. This is a, a program that is in, a, and somebody put it, well, I think they're in a death spiral. I don't know. I mean, the best thing can happen right now is to get out of town. I think, you know, Gainesville, Florida, of all places, may be, you know, the last stand for a while. But you've still got, you know, Auburn left on the schedule, Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and A&M. If you can find a win in there, even even Tennessee and Ole Miss, that would be a miracle. Joe needs to um, fire himself. <laughs> well, he does. And think about you know I, I brought this up real quick. You know, I brought way back about LSU didn't recruit quarterbacks under Les Miles. Not true. They recruited a bunch of them. by a twist of fates here and there. They could have had Shea Patterson or Felipe Franks. We've gone into depth about the Frank situation. Shea Patterson's brother was employed by LSU at the time. Ole Miss hired him. Why in the world did LSU not make a counter move on that? I don't know. But Shea Patterson's brother ended up with a job at Ole Miss. Shea Patterson ends up at LSU. Now, how close he was 
how much of the offensive woes were going on. We've gone into depth in the past. We won't relitigate why so many wide receivers have left the program. Folks, there's a reason why LH, and it's not, I mean, that's why I don't think you can put this all at Ed Orgeron's feet. This was going into, this was spiraling out of control. You can, can make all the arguments you want about talent at LSU. Go back. Don't take my word for it. Go back and look at the last five LSU classes under Les Miles and see how many of those players made it to their fifth year. Uh, a lot of them went pro because he did recruit talent. Um, of these 11 defensive linemen on scholarship, I think Ed's recruited five of them. So, you know, play it out. Don't make the mistake of doing what they did and, and fire less miles four games into the season. Although this is a Joe Oliva we're talking about. Joe Oliva, I think, has to ask permission to go to the bathroom these days. Uh, at any rate, that's the body that's going to be thrown onto the LSU fire. If it's Florida, is a blowout this weekend, which I, I'm going to get. What's, what's your score quickly? I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Florida. I'm going to go Florida 28, LSU 24. 38 to 10, Florida. Okay, I think it's me. a route. Okay, uh, and they may throw Oliva's body on the on the LSU funeral pyre next week because the fan base is going to be clamoring for something. At any rate, appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you stay tuned. Stay tuned this afternoon to Sean Fox Sports Company at three, and then Jamie and uh, DJ Dave. Yes, will be uh, doing high school game night. Mark Kramer and I will be around in the morning at 10 a.m. to re-rack the high school football scores from tonight. Uh, thanks for listening today. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, Bobby Manning, attorney at law, PowerWorks Gourmet Pizza by Design, Spinabelle, and our friend, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. One Jonathan Tabor for Jamie Fox. For myself, Terry Walter. thanks for joining us, folks. Aloha. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.